This episode is made possible by Red H Nutrition. Red H Nutrition is your one-stop shop for nutrition and wellness supplements. You can check them out in the show notes. And don't forget to use code RUNLIFTMOM, R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M, at checkout to save 10%. Also, if you stick around to the end of the episode, you'll hear me interview the owner of Red H Nutrition about one of my favorite products. And as always, I'm a Zaya Active representative, so don't forget to get on my new release Wednesday text message. Yeah, you heard me right. By going to newreleasewednesday.com, put in your phone number, and then you don't have to scroll social media all day come Wednesdays. I'm going to send you my favorite directly to your phone. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. And today, we're going to talk about something that will help you be more efficient in all three areas. That's right, it is priority management. I have got the author of Take Back Your Time, Morgan Tyree, and you guys, this is a good one. Type A's in the house. Put your hands up. Morgan is a professional organizer. She likes to call it chaos calmer. Writer. She loves lists. And also a fitness instructor. She's got a background in business administration and entrepreneurship. And she's worked in the fields of marketing, management, and HR. She and her husband, David, have three children and live in Colorado. And we are going to talk about take back your time, as well as tactical ways that you can put some of her strategies to work. So without further ado, here's Morgan Tyree. All right, I have got Morgan Tyree with me. I am so excited. She calls herself a chaos calmer, but professional organizer, all the type A's in the room are like, holla, this is a thing. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Now, I, we're all wondering, you know, obviously being organized and having those skills and abilities, God-given strengths, how did you make that a career? Great question. So it's a couple of factors. One, I was raised in a home where my parents were entrepreneurs. We had a, my dad was a custom home builder and my mom did interior design. So I grew up in the home industry um, from design and organization. That was always part of kind of what my family culture was. So I've always had that as something that just, that just interests me. And then when I worked in the career world and business, I definitely was always gravitating towards anything with high organizational needs. And I also have had friends just over the years wanting help from me. So it's kind of been like these different, you know, factors that have all kind of pushed me to where I am today. Wow. Okay. Awesome. That's really, it's neat to not only have, you know, seen it as you're growing up, but then also just to be able to make that passion um, a profession. Absolutely. Yes. My degree is in entrepreneurship and I always wanted my own business, but it was like, what's it going to look like? And so I just feel like God has just had this thread through my life and has brought me to this point. So I feel like my encouragement out there is to let people know, like, you know, God has a plan and it doesn't always, you don't always know what all the steps are taking you to, but he is faithful and good. So I am thrilled with where I'm at today. Absolutely. His providence is cool. I mean, we're speaking as a result of, I'm a triplet mom. I was 
very, very much a full-time working professional prior to this, but this podcast is here to scratch my professional itch while I raise my my kids. I love that. That's great. It's great that you can do that on the side as well. That's perfect. So speaking of motherhood, how can the average mom identify the most productive time during her day? I mean, look, we're going to talk about your book throughout this, but I know that's something that you get into. Yeah, there's a couple ways. I think sometimes we just know ourselves in the sense like maybe you're naturally a morning person or you're a night owl and that's when you get your stuff done. I mentioned in my book when my kids were younger, I have teenagers now, when they were younger and toddlers and going to bed at that beautiful hour of 7 p.m., I was more of a night owl because that was protected time when they would all go to bed. I have since, since they've become older and different demands on our schedule, I'm much more of an early morning person. So there's that piece of just kind of knowing yourself, knowing your life season. And I also suggest if you're kind of unsure with where your time is going or when you are most productive, to do a log of your time for a week and just get a snapshot. Like, where am I spending my time? When am I more productive? You know, what's working, what's not? And that's a really good way to kind of get some reflection. And the last thing you can do is even just talk to your spouse or your best friend and say, you know, what do you see <laughs> as far as when am I more productive? When am I not? What am I doing well with my time management? A sounding can be a, a big help. Wow. Well. well, and sometimes that's hard though, right? Do you find when you work with clients and, and they go that route, asking a loved one, is that, is that tough? I, I don't know what Mr. Runliff mom would say. I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you want to think about who you would ask, I suppose. But um, I think sometimes people that know us well can be a really good sounding board if we have that level of trust and, um, and if, and if someone has the, your best interest in mind, and I will, like, I'll give an example. My husband, I have a, he has, we both have high capacities, but he needs a lot more downtime than I do. So he's a good sounding board for me because he'll like rein me in because I'm kind of like, yeah, that sounds fun. Like I just get excited about opportunities, but I do have a limited capacity as we all do. So mm -hmm. I think that, you know, it's something you can definitely press into with another person if they are there looking out for your best interests. Awesome. In terms of the time audit that you recommended as well, um, do you just suggest somebody like take out a sheet of paper or the notes app like in their phone or something and then just say like, hey, it's, you know, um, 1030, I'm washing the dishes, it's 11 o'clock, I'm making a snack for the kids, that kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. Whatever would make make it the most conducive for you. So on your phone, on a piece of paper, whatever. I do have a calendar, a free principle on my on my website. I do suggest hourly. I don't. You could definitely go into more detail, but it's more of a snapshot. You know, what do I do as my rhythms? And you may do the same thing for four hour, a four hour block. But it's just giving you that kind of breakdown. It's sort of like, and this is under the fitness umbrella. When you write down what you eat for a day or for a week, isn't it eye opening? It's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> so it's not just that kind of like reflection, like, what am I really doing with my time? So awesome. yeah, how, however the log works for you. For sure. You know, and most people listening to this um, have done some sort of food recall before. And so guys, you're doing the exact same thing just with your time. And Morgan, I'm going to put some of your links in the show notes. That way people can explore your site and get that, that printable. Perfect. Thank you. So in your book, Take Back Your Time, um, you describe the concept of essentials and non-essentials. I don't need you to give everything away, but can you um, brief for us, you know, what these are and um, particularly from a mom lens? 
Yes. So essentials and non-essentials, first of all, they're going to be very individual. We all have different circumstances in our lives look differently. And so I, I really start by having people look at their particular season of life. So for example, like between you and I, we have different life seasons. Your kids are younger, mine are older. You know, there's just different factors. And so kind of first identifying and embracing your life season is a great starting point to help determine what are my essentials right now and what are maybe my non-essentials. And what's tricky about determining what's really our priorities is that we do have a lot of demands on our time and we have more distractions than ever. And so mm. I just, um, I give kind of a, a three point or three questions to ask someone if they're kind of trying to figure out like, am I really focusing on my essentials is to ask, are you being discerning with what you're saying? Yes and no to, are you delegating what you can? Mm -hmm. And are you designating when you do what you do? Because I think sometimes we forget to be intentional or we fall into just habits or patterns and they're not necessarily good or bad, but are we being intentional? So that's kind of my, my whole direction is like, let's talk about intentionally determining what our essentials are so we know how to prioritize our time. I love that. I love that. We the uh, those are a different three Ds than I think a lot of people have heard before. Um, we're thinking do, dump, delegate. But <laughs> I love I love that mindset. Um, really, it serves you as well as the others that you're serving. So that's wonderful. Thank you. Awesome. So, um, you know, again, in your Take Back Your Time book, you talk a little bit about time zones and kind of matching our um, bandwidth and capacity with the, those different times. Can you go into just how we might make a schedule around that? Yeah, for sure. So first and foremost, I don't want people to necessarily um, look for something that's a formula as far as I, I provided the book as like a tool and a resource. And so what I want people to take away is that instead of moving towards just a completely fluid schedule, you know, just whatever happens, happens. And on the other side, just rigidity. We don't want to be anywhere on either end. So it's looking for that sweet spot. And so I, I did the three color times zones in, in the sense that I think for all of us, we can assign our main duties and tasks into one of three ways. And the green time zone is focused work. So whenever you need to be really dialed into what you're focusing and doing and working on, and that's going to be dependent on you and what's on your you know priority list. Then your yellow is your flex time, which I think a lot of moms can relate to. That is when you're doing a lot of start and stopping. There's, there's naturally going to be more interruptions, but that's when you can actually maybe combine folding laundry and listening to a child tell you a story. You know, you can, you can combine two things because you're choosing two less focused tasks in that flex time. And then the red time is your fill time, which is anything you do that's restorative, that helps you, kind of that me time that, that, that fuels you so then you can go be more productive. And so to put this on your calendar, there's multiple ways you can do it. But what I want people to take away is that it's more about having a mindset and thinking through, am I doing this task at the best possible time in my day? So that's really the nuts and bolts. It's that mindset of intentionality and just being more aware of when you're doing what versus just kind of putting out the fires. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of the listeners of this show, um, look, we've got a few people that have yet to have kids or have decided not to have kids, but for the most part, look, it's moms. And we have a really hard time with this, right? Like, um, it, it's funny. We'll, we'll oftentimes put, first of all, more on our list than we can handle, but mm -hmm. then we never think about, am I doing these things at the right time? That time piece is a real eye opener. Yeah. When we do things, and I give an example in the book, like I've been guilty of 
uh, trying to respond to an email, for example, um, and probably something more detailed, you know, in nature. And then at the same time, trying to listen to my high schooler tell me about something at school. And it's like, I'm basically dividing and I'm not fully attentive to both things. And so that really isn't probably the right time for me to be responding to that email, even though it's a task I can try and squeeze in. It's not the highest and best use of my time because I'm not being present with my child fully. I'm also not being fully present with my correspondent. So it's a mindset of just thinking, we're not going to get it perfect, but are we thinking of doing things more intentionally? Because I think we'll have more peace when we do that. Yeah, absolutely. Something that you mentioned um, was we're just we're faced with more distractions than ever. I think about as you and I speak, Morgan, right now it's mid morning, and I've been distracted by a television, a news brief on Alexa, social media galore. Like I'm only a few hours into my day. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for folks that know there's you know some low hanging fruit to cut out there? Yeah. And again, there's an individual piece because I think we're distracted differently. So it's really asking yourself, and this is, again, maybe we're doing the time log. You might have some things that come to your attention, you know, when you start logging your hours, like, oh man, I scrolled on Instagram for an hour. I mean, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's knowing yourself and saying, what are my common distractions and setting up some boundaries for yourself, whether that's putting your phone down, you know, for an hour or checking your email at regular times versus just whenever you happen to too. Um, it's turning off, do not, it's turning on, do not disturb if it's appropriate. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, again, we're all individual on in how we, and what we're doing, what we're being called to do. But I think that there is this new culture we have of being very accessible and available. And we need to remind ourselves that not everything is urgent. You know, of course there are urgent texts and urgent things that come in, but I would guess a lot of it is not as urgent as we maybe treat it. And so we want to be, um, you know, respectful and respond appropriately, but also let's take away some of that urgency and realize that if we put in some kind of boundaries around those distractions, we'll just have more peace and we'll also be more purposeful in what we're doing that's right in front of us. Absolutely. You know, I'm curious, for those of us that have almost um, trained our friends that we're always available, you know, we might have some people that are in a place where we always respond to email or text or, or we always say yes um, would you recommend out, outright telling people, hey, I'm going to juggle my time differently or just um, by action to stop responding so much and then retrain folks not to always expect an immediate response? That's great. I, a great way of thinking. I think really you can do either. It might depend on the relationship and maybe the sensitivity of the other person. You know, you want to be sensitive to maybe how you're, if you're going to make a change. But I think that sometimes communication can be really valuable to just kind of say, hey, I'm kind of making a change on this. This is why that might help protect, you know, if there's some feelings that might get, might, might come into the equation. But you can also just maybe you say, I'm going to respond to emails within 24, 48 hours or whatever makes sense for you. And, and if that's, if that is um, appropriate, I don't know that you always have to communicate. It will depend on maybe the circumstances, you know, whether it's work, personal, that sort of thing. But sometimes one of the best ways to communicate is by just creating that new boundary and then you sticking by it too. So it's, it's going to be a little more dependent, I think, on the situation than just a yes or no on that. I love that. What I hear you saying is, (laughs) you are going to have to adopt a new mindset, but it depends on the relationship as to how you communicate that or, or retrain somebody. Um, and I'm saying retrain, but I mean, guys, if you're listening out there, you probably have 
trained your community in your own communication style. If you're that person that always mm -hmm. responds within a minute, that's what they're going to expect. So if you change that, they will start to expect different things from you. Right. And you can still be faithful and, and responsible and get back to people, but just not in that sense of urgency. Because I think that what we what we fail to realize is by responding so quickly, we're actually not being as present in what we're, you know, faced with right in front of us. Because if we're just zigzagging between all these different communications, we're not necessarily really just being able to be focused and present with what's in front of us. I hear you saying a lot, Morgan, um, you've talked about being present and you've talked about your children. Um, you've, you're in a different season than I am with teenagers, but do you mind speaking to personally just what being fully present with your family, really prioritizing your time has done for you? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I, so I have an 18 year old that just left for college and, um, you know, so I kind of feel like we are now obviously entering a new season, but one of the things I'm really grateful for is having close relationships with, with my kids. And the reason we have that, and if, I mean, there's no perfection here by any means, but there's a lot of open lines of communication and there's, um, I mean, one, I, I, I create availability. I try to be available. And then I try when I am with them to be as fully present as possible. I'm not perfect by any means, but, you know, again, not just grabbing my phone, not just um, tuning out, not, you know, I want to ask questions. I want to be invested. I want to and really listen to them and get to know them as individuals. We use a, a saying around our house that we want to press into relationship. And I think that wasn't necessarily modeled in my childhood. I had, I came from a great family, but it's like, I wish that there would have been more pressing in, you know, asking the questions, just kind of being there and maybe even pushing through <laughs> and being even a little uncomfortable with, with what you bring up. Because uh, the more you talk about things and create that culture, it just, it just helps develop that relationship. So I don't think you have to have time and it's not necessarily a certain amount but it needs to be quality time where you're really focused on our, on your kids. I love that. I love it. And it's helpful to hear someone who is ahead of me in terms of a parenting season of life. Um, just have that realization and clarity. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely well worth it because I feel like um, I just, you know, I, I'm so thankful for where we're at with our kids and I know there's still going to be challenges along the way as life as life always brings, but I love that we have the depth and closeness that we do have. And I'm really thankful for that. And I wouldn't trade anything that I've done to sacrifice, you know, being present with what I have today with them. Yeah. All right. So before we get into some rapid fire, I want to make sure for the listeners, now, obviously they've got to get, take back your time. If they're into this kind of thing and structuring their priorities, guys, again, I'm going to put the details in the show notes and where you can connect with Morgan. But as a actionable takeaway from this episode, mm -hmm. step number one, Morgan, and this is where I, I want you to correct me um, if I'm not understanding something. Um, first of all, you can do a time audit, very similar to like a food recall, um, or even have a conversation with someone that you love and trust about your time and where you might be most productive. Would, that, would you say that's step one? Definitely step one, just to sort of get that snapshot of what, because I would say for everybody, there are things people are doing in their current schedule and prioritizing that works. And so you don't need to, you know, if it's, if it's already working for you, carry on with that. But there are probably some things that will will come out of that log or that audit or that conversation that will help you say, oh, okay, this is where I need some adjusting. This is where I need to fine tune some things. So that's definitely um, step one. Right. 
wonderful. And then the next thing, and again, your book is really going to, going to assist with this, but it seems like it's really a mindset thing in terms of wrapping your head around, okay, you have these tasks to do. We can, of course, categorize them, but then there's a certain appropriate time to do those tasks so that we're the most efficient we can be. Yeah, exactly. Just that mindset shift of intentionality and really being more discerning and deliberate about when you're doing what as much as possible. And I also, as part of the time log and the snapshot, I really encourage people to identify their top three to five purposes for your current season. You know, so if, if that's, if you're parenting, if that's a really big part of your life right now, whether you're staying at home or raising little kids, then that would be a solid purpose. And then under that purpose umbrella, list what those priorities look like for you. Because mm-hmm. when you do that, then it makes it easier to say yes and no to things as they come up. If it doesn't fall under a current purpose of yours, and it might very well in a, in a further in a, in a later season, but for right now, you know, we have limited time. So what what choices can I make if I'm really knowing what my true priorities are? I love that. You know, I want to, um, we've talked on this podcast before. Everybody, I'm going to link down to Chris Kennan's episode where we talk specifically about saying no. And I want people to hear, you've got to get comfortable, guys, with being able to say no. I invite everyone to use my line. And Morgan, if you've got a different line or something to add, um, please, guys, please steal my line. When, when someone asks me to do something that I don't have the bandwidth for, this is how I respond. I can't help you. My priority is fill in the blank, my children, my husband, whatever. If I did that, if I did what you're asking me to do, I would have to take from one of those two things. And I'm just not in a position to do that. Oh, I love that. That's a great way to emphasize the why because you're prioritizing things. Oh, that's, that's a really good way to explain it. Love that. Do you find folks have, have trouble saying no? Um, absolutely. I think that there, it will depend somewhat on your personality. I think some personalities, you know, are, are maybe more assertive or have a maybe less difficult time. I am definitely uh, more of a people pleaser by nature. So it's something that I do have to probably be more discerning than maybe other people. But, um, you know, I think it's something that we all struggle with to some degree, just because I think it, whether you get excited about opportunities or you're motivated by something, but we have to keep bringing it back into what are my top priorities right now? Because if we want that to be the, my, my point is that if you want something to be a priority, you have to prioritize it. So if you say yes to everything, that will not be the, <laughs> the outcome. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, I do quotes from the episode and that might just be it. All right. So we're doing some sort of audit. We are linked. We're thinking about our priorities and thinking about the time that we put toward different tasks. And then Morgan, of course, you're saying make changes. Um, Can I ask you, do you recommend folks make a lot of changes at once, one at a time? How do you recommend they go about that if they're putting this into action? Yeah, what I would say is you definitely want, I'm always an advocate of taking smaller steps. So, and what's really evident usually is when you start looking at your time more closely, as I I think I mentioned before, you'll probably see, you know, again, the things you're already doing well, and then you'll see the rooms, you know, where you have room for opportunity. So for me, for example, I tend to, um, if I'm being fully (laughs) transparent, I'm good at green time zone. I am good at um, being productive. I'm, I have, I, I'm just a goer and a doer where I'm not as strong is in my red time zone. 
And I need to really work on protecting that to this day. I don't, I don't know that I'll ever have it to the point I want. And not that, you know, we never reach perfection or whatever, but, um, I, so I think that's what I would encourage people to do is kind of identify what's the one thing that would really help you balance the three time zones or the three, you know, kind of how to, how to create more harmony. And so for me, I work on scheduling those red activities, whether it's, okay, I need to get my bi-monthly massage, or I'm going to go to yoga class once a week. What are the things that will help keep me going? Because that's my area that I have to really focus on. Oh, I love that. And of course, it's an appropriate place to wrap it up because this is Run, Lift, Mom. And for a lot of people, fitness fills their bucket. Let me rapid fire you really quick, Morgan, before we, um, before we go. What is your, I mean, besides Take Back Your Time, what's your favorite book to gift others? That's such a good question. And it's hard to answer. I just, I love to read. But what popped to my mind is um, Shauna Nequist, her book, Bread and Wine. She talks a lot about cooking and gathering around the table, and it's just a really beautiful read. Oh, wonderful. We will link that as well. And then finally, Morgan, what advice would you give your younger self? Maybe um, when you were in my season of life with Littles, what would you say to her? Mm, let's see. That uh, I would say to mom specifically, I'm just going to say, grace, give yourself grace. Um, and actually, and this is what I'll, I'll wrap with this. It ties in. Well, we were taught in a parenting class once that there's always, um, like you start fresh again tomorrow. Cause so I know there's some long days parenting. And so when you get to eight or nine o'clock at night and you're just tired and exhausted, just remember that tomorrow you get a fresh start. So, you know, give yourself grace, try to let go of that guilt and just know that you're doing the best you can do each day. Oh, thank you so much. What what a light you are and what awesome knowledge. Um, I hope people were taking notes. And if not, guys, I've got them in the details. Click below and you'll be able to learn all about Take Back Your Time and Morgan and start to put some of this stuff into action. Wow. If there was ever a time to know how to access show notes, I'm telling you guys, this is the episode for it. Morgan has so many great follow-up resources, and I have put them all for you in the show notes. Depending on the player that you're in, you're either going to swipe up or you're going to press details. That's going to take you to a very hyperlink-rich show notes, and you can learn more about the red, yellow, and green time zones. You can also learn about essential, non-essential tasks and how to identify the best tasks for your right time of day. Thank you so much, Morgan. We are also doing a book giveaway with this episode. So if you are listening, you made it to the end and here's what I need you to do. I need you to share the episode. That's right. Just share the episode. We will be giving that book away. I'll announce it on my social media, Run Lift Mom on Instagram on September 20th. So share the episode. If you're really feeling froggy, you can tag Morgan and I. Morgan is on Instagram as Morganize with me. You see what she did there? We would really appreciate it and you will be eligible to win Take Back Your Time by Morgan Tyree. Thank you so much, Morgan. And until I get into your earpiece again, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run Lift Mom podcast.
right, I've got Katie Danger with Red H Nutrition. Now, Katie, you have long said, if I can't do a product better than anybody on the market, I am not going to do it. So to this point, you have not had a protein powder available at Red H. Tell me what changed that and about Yes Way. Well, what changed is that I saw a need in the market for an all-natural protein, naturally sweetened, and it tasted good. So once I was able to hit those three points, we've gone forward with Yes Way, our all-natural protein. It's sweetened with stevia. It's no-nonsense protein support. And what I mean by that is only two grams of fat, only three grams of carbs, 31 grams of protein. But here's the kicker. We added 10 grams of digestive enzymes because we want to make sure that we get the full absorption and there's no gas and no bloat. And it also comes in two amazing flavors, gooey salted caramel and vanilla ice cream sundae. So it's perfect for anybody looking for the additional protein support in their diet. Hi there, Morgan. Hi. How are you? Good. Oh, <laughs> you, no, we don't have to do that. You don't have to see. I, so I recorded my closet for oh. audio quality. Yeah. Um, and so it's funny because like some people, if you have like a podcast during your life, you're like, of course you do. But if you don't, it's a little uh, like, you're like, oh, you're in your bedroom closet. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How hey, are you today? I'm good. So we're not doing video. Is that what you were No, saying? we're not doing video. This is, okay. you know, obviously this is going to be for the, the audio podcast. Yes. Um, and I, it really, it sounds like you're a media pro as is. So for so, 